What's up, everybody? This is Sean, your host with Gadget Reason Radio here on Anchor FM, and I am back with another episode. Hope everybody's having a good week and recovering from all the post-Apple uh, event enthusiasm and hype and hate, too, depending on what side of the fence you're on. Um, but there is still a few lingering uh, questions and, and some uh, stories that are circulating around about uh, some of the things that were announced at the Apple event. But there's also a lot of other tech news not Apple-related. So let's go ahead and get started with today's tech download for Thursday, September 14th, 2017. So Apple has released a statement addressing the apparent Face ID failure during the iPhone X demo the other day during the Apple event. For those of you that didn't watch the event or haven't seen some YouTube video or meme about this, basically what happened was Craig Frederighi, who is Apple's senior vice president of software engineering, was going to do a demo of the iPhone X. And when he lifted it up, it uh, the iPhone basically asked him to put in his security passcode, basically insinuating that the face ID was not able to, able to recognize his face and unlock the phone. But in reality, what had happened is, is that that phone had been being handled by numerous other people for demo purposes throughout the course of the show. And at times when people were picking up the phone, they the iPhone 10 was actually attempting to do a face scan on those individuals. And obviously, since they were not Craig, who was the person whose face ID was registered to that, that particular iPhone 10, um, it basically defaulted back to asking for a security pin, which is what it's designed to do. So Apple released an official statement stating exactly that. The official statement from Apple says that people were handling the device for the stage demo ahead of time. They didn't realize that Face ID was trying to authenticate their face. After failing a number of times because they weren't Craig, the iPhone did exactly what it's designed to do, which was to require his passcode. In other words, Face ID worked as it was designed to. Now, whether you're an Apple fan that was hoping for a logical explanation, or you're one of the many Apple haters that was quick to call this a fail moment, or who was just anxiously looking for anything to use uh, to rip apart the iPhone X, you have to admit that this explanation makes perfect sense. And even someone who's extremely opposed to Apple and everything they stand for would probably agree that they do have a tendency to do things much better than other people. So while Apple may not be the first to bring face scanning or face uh, security features to a smartphone, you can bet that they probably have improved upon what everybody else has ever attempted to do to a point that it probably will work as advertised. I don't know what else to say about this other than the fact that I completely agree and believe that this is what happened during the demo, and I have no reason to believe that Apple is going to start all of a sudden shipping products that don't have uh, features that work the way that they're supposed to. If you guys have any other thoughts on that or you disagree with Apple's statement, give me a call in or a comment and let me know. Google has launched a new ad campaign online, teasing the pending announcement and event for the new Pixel 2 smartphone. The ads are teasing visitors with an October 4th event date aimed at anyone who might quote unquote be thinking about changing phones. The ads don't appear to have any new information about the Pixel 2 specs or any new leaked images of the device, but um, I think at this point, just like the iPhone 10 previously, I think we all pretty much have a pretty good idea of what to expect at this point. One of the big unknown questions that's still on a lot of people's minds is exactly which rumor about the processor is correct, and that is whether or not it will have a Snapdragon 835 or Snapdragon 836. And that's going to probably be a big deciding factor for a lot of people as to whether or not they want to purchase a Pixel 2, because other than that, the design is pretty much on par with last year's, which is also a little bit disappointing for everybody who's been waiting for a more bezel-less design, more in line with the current flagships for 2017. 
Personally, I still get excited about any new major launch event, whether it be from Samsung, Google, Apple, whoever. And the Pixel phones especially still hold a special place in my heart because they're basically the modern evolution of the Nexus line from Google. So those are always some of my favorite smartphones to come out from year to year. So I think that all in all, the Pixel 2 will probably be just as exciting to most people that are still interested in a stock Android experience. And I don't think the design is gonna dissuade anybody who's interested in that type of experience from wanting to upgrade. But for those of you that are interested, it looks like the Pixel 2 and Pixel 2 XL will be available starting October 4th. But I'd love to know what you guys think. If the Pixel Pixel 2 came out now with pretty much all the reported specs and the design that we've come to expect based on all the leaks, would you still be interested in buying one? Let me know. If you're a fan of Bluetooth wireless earbuds, you might be excited to know that Jaybird has announced the latest in its line of Bluetooth wireless earbuds geared towards sports enthusiasts. The Jaybird Freedom 2s have some key upgrades over the previous Jaybird Freedom model. The new Jaybird Freedom 2s will retail for $150, and the folks behind the product have made some adjustments. One of the changes to the new Jaybird Freedom 2s is the new secure fit ear tips and fins that will hold the earbuds in your ears better during intense workouts, as well as a more user-friendly cord management system called SpeedFit. The new secure fit ear tips and ear fins will create a tighter fit during workouts, which creates better sound quality. If you're already a user of the existing Jaybird Freedoms, don't expect too much else in the way of changes because the sound quality as well as all the other technical specifications of the Freedom 2s are exactly the same. You can expect the same 4-hour battery life plus the additional 4 hours from the portable battery charger that comes with the Jaybird Freedoms and Freedom 2s. And the drivers inside each individual earbud are the same drivers used on the previous model, so you shouldn't expect any difference in sound quality, which is not necessarily a bad thing because I think the Jaybird Freedoms and the Jaybird X2s before them are some of the best sounding wireless earbuds you can get. So if you haven't purchased a set of Bluetooth headphones yet, then I can highly recommend any of the Jaybird line. But if you already have the Jaybird Freedoms, then you might want to upgrade to the Jaybird Freedom 2s just for a few of the new, more user-friendly features and the more secure fit in your ear. Augmented reality startup company Magic Leap is reportedly seeking a $500 million investment at a $6 billion valuation. The Florida-based startup company has already raised $1.3 billion to fund its AR glasses, which have been the subject of a lot of speculation because they can reportedly create animations over the real world that are of extremely high quality. The timing of this new $500 million investment that they're seeking is kind of interesting because there was a lot of hype generated around a lot of the AR features of the new iPhone 10. So you kind of have to wonder if maybe they're trying to ride that wave of enthusiasm that Apple's going to start generating around AR to build excitement from investors to invest more money into their company. I've been just a little bit skeptical of Magic Leap ever since I first started reading about them. Some of the images and videos that they show claiming what their AR glasses can do seem to be almost too good to be true. If you just do a quick Google search for Magic Leap images, you'll see some really outrageous images showing what uh, supposedly what this stuff is going to look like if you're wearing these glasses. And I mean, it's, if, if, it's, if they can get that to work that well, then they're worth every bit of their $6 billion um, valuation that they're seeking. But if not, then, you know, obviously there's been some other companies before them that have tried to capitalize on AR. And obviously Microsoft is still working on its own AR platform 
platform as well as now Apple. So uh, they, they definitely have some stiff competition, but uh, it's definitely going to be interesting to see if what they're claiming their technology is capable of actually ends up holding up once a product actually gets released or we can get a hands-on demo somewhere. Um, so I don't know. Uh, I'm pretty excited about AR as a platform and what it might bring to future uh, to the future of technology, but uh, I'm just not 100% sold on whether Magic Leap is going to be the company to do it. So what do you guys think? Do you think that AR is the next big thing? And do you think a company like Magic Leap is worth a $6 billion valuation? Give it a look and let me know. Well, that certainly didn't take long. Starbucks today is announcing that it will update all the wireless charging mats to support the iPhone 10 and iPhone 8. Currently, Starbucks locations that do have wireless charging mats have ones that are from a different standard, the PMA wireless charging standard. However, when Apple unveiled its iPhone 8 and iPhone 10 earlier this week, they announced that they would be using and supporting the Qi standard for wireless charging. Apparently, the current wireless charging mats that are in some Starbucks locations were designed to be updatable and upgradable so that they wouldn't have to go through an entirely new hardware installation process if they ever wanted to support a different standard. What that means for consumers that are planning on buying the iPhone 8 and iPhone 10 is that all of the wireless charging mats in Starbucks locations will be updated to the Qi standard without a whole lot of difficulty or effort. Currently, most smartphones that support wireless charging actually support both the Qi and the PMA wireless charging standard, so there was no previous reason to upgrade any of these charging mats to support Qi only. However, since Apple made its announcement, there's now a valid reason for Starbucks to be concerned about supporting the Qi standard. After all, you can't argue with the popularity and the user base of Apple iPhone users, so you can bet in the next couple of months there's going to be millions of people carrying around a phone that supports wireless charging that would have never had one previously. I personally can't remember the last time that I actually sat down to drink coffee in a Starbucks, and I definitely can't say that I've ever even noticed that they had wireless charging mats before, but is this something that you guys are actually concerned about or interested in? Leave me a comment or call in and let me know. It looks like we have our first idea of what the next clip-on accessory for the Essential phone might be. Essential announced today that it's working hard on a high-end clip-on headphone jack accessory for the Essential phone PH1. An Essential representative said we are actively developing a high-end audio accessory to support the 3.5mm headphone jack. I'm still not quite understanding why the headphone jack issue is such a big problem for everybody. I realize that the dongle could be a little bit of a nuisance, but for the most part, most people use the same set of headphones all the time, and so you just leave the dongle connected to your headphones. I really haven't known it to be too big of a problem with my iPhone, and the Essential Phone actually ships with an even more elegant looking uh, headphone jack to USB-C dongle than what came with the iPhone. It's a nice braided cable and all that. So I'm not too concerned about this. However, in terms of Essential producing some type of accessory that'll attach to those magnetic pogo pins on the back of the phone, um, I will say this. If they can develop a super high quality DAC, so a digital to analog converter, that's capable of producing better sound than what you would typically get out of a built-in headphone jack or out of using something like the headphone jack to USB-C adapter, then that's really cool, especially if they can bring it in at a decent price point. I don't think I would be willing to pay upwards of 60 to 70 dollars for this type of accessory now if they can produce it for about 29 to 49 dollars and it still can produce higher quality audio than you typically get from a phone then that's definitely something i'd be interested in so let me know what you guys think are you still hung up on phones ditching the headphone jack or have you just moved on to more elegant solutions let me know
New reports are suggesting that Tesla's next vehicle is being unveiled next month, and this time it's not a car. Apparently, Tesla's fleet of electric vehicles is about to expand in a very unique way. Apparently, Tesla is ready to take the wraps off the very first EV semi-truck. In April, Tesla CEO Elon Musk revealed a teaser photo of Tesla's currently unnamed semi-truck, and you couldn't really tell a whole lot from the picture. It was mostly dark with just a few hints of light. You could tell it was a semi-truck, and it definitely had some sort of Tesla feel to it, but you really couldn't get a good look of what the actual vehicle looked like. Musk did say that the new semi from Tesla is seriously next level, and because of course it is a Tesla, it will be the first semi-truck to drive like a sports car. Obviously, Elon Musk and Tesla have huge ambitions for changing the way that we drive cars and obviously have a strong vested interest in continuing to reduce our carbon footprint. So having semi-trucks driving all over the country using electric power as opposed to fossil fuels definitely seems like something good for humanity, good for the world. Um, and obviously, it will be really cool to see what a Tesla semi-truck looks like. Are you guys interested to see what Tesla has in store for the shipping and trucking industry? Let me know. It looks like Bose is getting ready to announce the follow-up to its Quiet Comfort line with the Bose Quiet Comfort 35-2s. The Verge recently reported that Bose accidentally leaked an image of the unreleased headphones in a marketing newsletter. One of the most interesting features of the new Bose Quiet Comfort 35-2 headphones is going to be the fact that they will have a dedicated action button which will be mapped to Google Assistant. Tapping the action button will trigger Google Assistant. From there, Google Assistant will be able to answer questions, send or read back text messages, control music, and more, all with your smartphone still tucked away either in a pocket, backpack, or purse. I'll be really interested to see if this is something you can map to any of the current voice assistants out there like Alexa or Siri on the iPhone because it doesn't make a whole lot of sense that they would have this strictly dedicated to something that only works with an Android device. However, it is possible that they struck some type of deal with Google or Android to brand the device specifically for Google Assistant. I'd love to know what you guys think. If this is only for Android's Google Assistant, would that make a difference to you or would you prefer that these are capable to work with every voice assistant platform out there? Give me a call in or comment and let me know. And that's going to do it for today's tech download. Thanks once again to everybody who continues to tune in and favorite the station, as well as to everybody who's been subscribing to the podcast as well. I really appreciate it. If you guys haven't already, you can follow me on all social media platforms at Gadget Reason and be sure to tweet this out to anybody who you think might have a interest in listening to some tech news throughout the day. But that's going to do it for this episode. I hope you guys enjoyed it and I will talk to you guys later.